episode 234 of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. Um, we'll probably split this into two episodes because people's attention spans these days, unless you're Joe Rogan, of course, uh, is, is abysmal. So we'll probably split this into two parts. Polly Humphreys is going to be a part of both of these episodes. She, much like myself, loved the arts. So she's going to be a part of the intro. So welcome to the show, everybody. Um, of course, my name is Eddie Cohn. Polly. I'm, my name's Polly Humphreys. <laughs> her name is Polly Humphreys. And she's <laughs> Polly's an actress here in LA, and she's been on my podcast a few times. And so we're going to decide if this first part is going to be showering accolades or if we're going to be a bit critical, although Polly might differ and go a different angle in the critical episode, um, but we'll see where that goes. So today is Sunday, and Succession, the final episode of Succession, is happening in probably a couple hours. So um, we are either going to have this first half, depending on Polly's energy. I'm going to leave it up to her. Are we going to spend 30, 35 minutes or so talking about why shows like success, Succession are so important to our society? Or are we going to begin by talking about how this very uncomplicated podcast, Smartless, which... I'll get into why I think was so successful, but then why I think many reasons, but I'll just focus on capitalism now, why potentially our cultures yearn for more or creators yearning for more can ultimately take a good idea and just make it be a complete waste of time. And why I think the, the Smartless podcast documentary that just came out on HBO Max, why I think it's, it's um, trying to think of a thoughtful way of saying terrible, but um, I think it's terrible. But, but I think there's a very, in my mind, clear, clear explanation as to why it doesn't work. So, um, uh-oh, Polly's getting notifications on her email. I just heard somebody be. It's okay. If you yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't know. How, I don't. I, I don't know how to turn that <laughs> off. Turn off your email or close your email. So, are we? How do you want to start? Which which part one? Are we going to go smartless? Or are we going to go succession? Let's start with the positive. The positive. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we'll do succession. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I was just listening to a podcast called The Big Picture, and they were saying that it's really easy and fun to criticize something that's bad, and it's really challenging to compliment something. And I will argue by saying, I don't think it's necessarily difficult to compliment or throw accolades or blandishments at something. I think it's just because it's very rare that something really touches our heart and moves us. And I think a lot of things need to be going on. I think you need to be sort of in the right headspace. You need to be in the right mood. You need to sort of be open to something arts. Like you could go to a, a museum in LA and maybe one day, and this actually happens to me all the time, I'll watch a show and then maybe two years later I'll rewatch it and suddenly it's it's moving me. And I right. think t to focus on succession, um, I'm th I, I don't remember being this excited and thrilled for this final episode. 
Um, I think it's it's we. I threw the word at you, masterpiece, a week ago. I think this season, yeah. in particular, season four, is brilliant. Why are you similar to me, so excited and pumped up about this last episode? Because they, the creators of this show, have masterfully built and built and built and built. And as I said to you last time we talked about it, this has taken on, you know, um, the, the tone, the, the gravitas of like Greek tragedy. It is so incredibly well-written. And I assume at this point, well thought out. I don't think there is a way... Um, everything could have arrived at where we are now in this story without uh, the, the writers knowing in advance that this is where they were going to get. And, you know, I'm going to try not to talk about the writer's strike too much. Yeah. We'll, we can, we can get to that, but uh, you can't create something like that just off the cuff. Um and and they they it feels as though they took the time to take every single character's journey to um you know a a a place where we're i i am quivering with excitement you know wanting to know where it's going to go do you and, feel do you feel this um, that quivering that you talk about, uh, I felt this way. Yes. Well, no, I felt this way about White Lotus, which which came out about five six months ago, the the second season, the last episode. Uh -huh. um, I don't feel this way very often about shows, and and is is that is that true about you? Yeah, and and I I mean I love 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 White Lotus both seasons, but this is in a category unto itself. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think that this is, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds so like a trope to say deep, uh, but it, 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 it is so layered and, you know, so, so like all the pieces fit together so incredibly perfectly, um, and it feels like they've they've built this mountain of questions and suspense and and each character each of the each of the kids for sure and then a lot of the peripheral characters are all they all have so much invested in you know the outcome um, what will happen after the election, whether or not the deal goes through. You know, well, and you bring up, a, it was, and I said this to you on the phone a week ago. I mean, these are characters, you know, I was thinking Roman has this lascivious, repugnant, he's, he's just so lascivious, repugnant, and, and, and filled with debauchery, and he's, he's not likable. Actually, none of the siblings are particularly likable. Right. Um, they do all these terrible things. They're backstabbers. At, you know, and nor was their father. Yeah, he was. And their mother's. Kind of shit too, and there's there's like no violence. Uh, it's not exploitive in any way. So you have characters that aren't particularly likable. It, it they are not using any tropes, as you say, or any simple tools to get us engaged. It's just 
brilliant cinematography and brilliant writing and, and but how how is it and directing and acting but how is it able to capture us uh, is it just brilliant directing and writing and cinematography but it's not easy to be that brilliant so how how did they get this equation to fit it's I, I feel like care went into not only writing this casting it yeah and then paying attention you know as how happens in all good series as the as I've you know been saying everything about how this was all planned but the journey that these characters went on as characters the writers undoubtedly wrote to the actors and what they brought to the roles yeah you know they played like uh each of these actors brings a flavor to this that another one wouldn't so to keep it, you know, all of the, the, you know, the sort of teenage asshole qualities that Roman um, embodies also includes his heartbreaking love for his father that he keeps tamped down until these big moments happen. I won't spoil it again <laughs> for okay. anybody who hasn't seen. Yeah, but... I mean, and, and also, you you know, these are people that are, would be unlikable if we didn't know them. But we do know them that, you know, these writers have let us in. So we get to see who's the man behind the curtain for each one of these people. If we were, you know, just on the outside looking in, if we were other characters in that world who didn't know them, we would hate them. Yeah. Uh, but but it's, you know, the the joy of the journey that this takes us on is being put in a position where you are, uh, at the very least, sympathetic to the, the, you know, what it is that makes these people human. Yeah. And, and I think to your point about being thoughtful in time and care – this is why I put such a high importance on good art. And this is why I revere HBO more than the other networks. It it feels to me like, look, HBO clearly needs to make a dollar, and they, like every corporation. And, and by the way, they have just – they're sinking their own ship right now. The, the new Max Yes, thing. I agree. I don't know what that's about. That's, they, 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 they've got. They've been like, you know, let us just be like Hulu and Netflix. Yeah, and 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 I actually get a little cringy, and because to me it feels as though they still put high caliber art as as at the top of the mountain. That's what we're achieving or, or still striving for, and because you know you're an actor, um, I'm I'm a musician, and when I go see bands or shows that ask me how the hell did they do that that makes me want to work on my craft and get better and if things right. if things aren't that good uh, it doesn't cause creators to want to strive to be at that level right it's less aspirational absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. i mean I, so that's again that's why my show is is has often been about 
you know, we live in this this culture now where you can't criticize, and and people are like, oh, you're just trying to, you're, you're a hater, you're just trying to lambast this person, or just like, as I said earlier on, it's easy to criticize, but if it's, it, it is important to criticize in a thoughtful manner, because we need shows to be this good. Well, the thing is, you know, there's a difference between criticism and what goes on on a platform like, for instance, the hellhole that is Twitter. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? The um, just, uh, for lack of a better way to phrase it, but hating on something just and not uh, not having anything actually con- critical to say. You know, critical in the in the academic sense. Yeah. Not being able to say what it is that's lacking, why you don't like it, but just, you know, spewing venom doesn't do anything except, you know, create bad feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um actual criticism is very important. Well, that's um, the thing, but because of people's attention spans and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too much at all. I want to go back to succession. But because of attention spans and because people just want to look at a Rotten Tomatoes number like 92, uh, right. I, I do believe the Kenneth Turans and the Richard, I think, Corliss or the, I forget the guy at Time. Um, but but their art of, of being critical um, where they thoughtfully, without spoiling it, tell you why Polly should go see this movie or TV show, that art has also dissipated much like so many other arts in our society. So yeah. instead people just look at that number or the loudmouths on Twitter take over. Yeah, correct. Yeah. That, and, and that's where, you know, the notion that you can't be critical right. comes from. It, it, it's all part of this invented cancel culture. All of that is an invention you know, that came with social media. Yeah. Um, you you can disagree with someone, dis, dislike what they are about, and um, engage in discussion about that, uh, debate, um, and have that sort of generate further debate and for, further thought and further discussion. And, and, but if you're just going to say that the other person or the other entity or the other thing, you know, is bad and horrible yeah, and you hate it, there's nothing to talk about. And I think just uh, last couple points about succession, it just feels um, more so than, and it's weird. It's only four seasons. It's not like right. it's it's not that much. Yeah. They, they they all are so complicated. And I think that's why I like it so much. Because, you know, our culture now sort of wants human beings to appear like these very two-dimensional, almost robotic uh, creatures. But, but Jeremy Strong, I think, really embodies... 
to me the most, but but even Tom, because as much as Tom can't stand his wife or gets frustrated by her, he still yearns so deeply to to get her approval and her love. And and they can argue on the balcony with words and, and that I can't believe were written because it's just this this almost beautiful, as you say, Shakespearean uh, dogfight verbally. But then a, a moment later, she will look at him and and want to go back to the hotel and 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 raise their kid and be together. It it really to me embodies the the multifaceted, complicated world of of human beings. I think more so than than just about any other show. You know, just, what just popped into my head that may or may not be, you, you know, you can take this out in post if it doesn't yes. work, but uh, is this is written the way a good book is written. Yeah. You get into their psyches the way the, the time it it's a show that takes time. Hmm. It, it takes time with each of these characters, you know, again, Tom being a great example, like we now, we know him well enough to know that, you know, he's a combination of wanting her and wanting to be her um, because we've seen it for four seasons and these writers have taken the time to, and, and you know, Cousin Greg, it's Greg, right? Or is yeah. it Craig? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's Cousin Greg. <laughs> he too, you know. Um, frankly, even, even, um, Greg's grandfather, the Mm -hmm, brother, the brother who uh, gave that amazing speech. Yes. We knew. And when we saw him get up there with those half glasses, that some shit was going to happen, something was going to go down in a, in a way that is different than most of other TV, because they have, they have, it's all about at the end of the day, everything is about relationships. That's what we care about. That's what we want to see. You know, there's no there's no interest in watching a day where everything goes well and people go home and, you know, yeah. watch a little TV and go to bed. Who gives a fuck? Nobody. I think but, what's, what's also really, I don't, I'm could be, um, my point is, I think there's something enjoyable because culturally we think billionaires have it all. And when we see billionaires having the struggles that we all go through, thus right. there's some sort of redeeming quality. I think that we all feel, or we feel. Well, it's it, it's not it's not a. Rede- I mean, at the end of the, there's there's still horrible people. Yeah. But but um, you know, the, we want to see. We're all human. What's you know. going to happen to them? And we can we're kind of rooting for them because we do see their. Well, who, wait, who are you rooting for? I, I, I'm kind of rooting for Shiv. Okay. I feel like, you know, her, the two brothers sort of like just poo-pooed her, ganged up on her, shut her out. She's also, you know, it's just, it appeals to my personal shit. She's the most liberal of them. Yeah. She's the one that sees that the new president is a nightmare and actually is concerned about it, but only so concerned, you know. It, it it's not good for the country, but her, she's still in it to win it. Yeah, you know, yeah. in the in the Roy world. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and and by the way, I, I, you know, moment by moment, I root for each of them hmm. 
because you you see their pain. You see their struggle. You know? Yeah. I I I can guarantee um that I'm I'm never going to root for the real billionaires who, you know, fuck us all with the way that they behave. <laughs> yeah. But if I knew them, I might feel differently. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. And to me, you, they've written humanity into these people. Well, that's an interesting point and that's I don't yes, they have written humanity on the one hand, but it's weird to me, Jeremy, uh, I forget his Kendall. To, Kendall. It, it's weird. Like they're all so selfish. Um, evil is a strong word, but maybe malevolent. Um, yeah, they're they're they're, but, but they're not evil or malevolent. No. That's the point. That's why we do root. But for I them. do feel like Kendall they're is the, amoral. Yeah, but I do feel like Kendall is the only one where I see his heart pop out. Like Rome, wow, really? Well, Roman's heart to me only pops out when he starts crying for his father. But I think he doesn't give a fuck about anyone. Shiv again has those moments where she gets conflicted by her dad passing, but everything else that I see from her is always self motivated. There's something about Kendall where. He has those moments and they write it in where he finds out his sister's pregnant and he actually seems to be considerate about that. And, and he, has, he actually seemed to be really sympathetic to Roman when he's crying after trying to give his eulogy. It just, it just but they feels, all have those moments. They, yeah, they I, all. Okay, I don't see it in anybody but him. It's strange. You're blind. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> you're blind. And, and it's him. weird. I don't like his character at all. Like that whole frat boy jock calling everybody dude in the biz in the boardrooms. It, it, right. There's something so um, annoying about his character, also. But I do see his heart pop out every now and again. That's interesting that you that you see it in him exclusively. Because I I see it in all three of them. Okay, and, and it it might be that that you know the the other characters don't appeal to you as much. Maybe so it does. So it doesn't really matter. You don't. You know what I mean. So their sort of heart moments don't matter as much. Yeah, like I, often I think with uh, with Roman, you see them in regret after he's after he undercuts someone or he is made to undercut someone, you know, when his dad had him fire Jerry. Yeah. Um, he clearly felt horrible afterwards and did yeah. what he does, which is push it down. I do think... Anyway. No, I do think Roman is this interesting character where, to me, he is the least um, three-dimensional. Like, they have used him in so many ways as comic relief. Like, he always is sexual and he always just is, is um, perverted and um, like to it, like everything is a punchline with him. And, and but it's and, interesting that as you talk about a show that you feel is well-written, then you're saying they use him as comic relief. Well, I think every character Could it just be that that's, who he is, he is the least mature of the three. Absolutely. Uh, oh, the four. Sorry. Yeah. I, well, you know. well, what's interesting is that you even say three, and and Connor is just forgettable all the time, and and 
That's certainly the way that his family feels about it. Interesting. They, well, they wrote that too. So there we go. That, That's you know, how we feel. Connor's wedding. The whole, yeah. And that was a time when, you know, um, all three of his of the siblings were pretty shocked and uh, upset that their father was not even thinking about Connor's wedding. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, humanity. So we're going to close this episode, but but last question, just just to sort of get people thinking about maybe nuance and perspective. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen Succession, I, I, it's brilliant. It's a must watch. I I put it. I'm. I think I'm going to say it's either my. You know, six feet under, um, Breaking Bad, Succession. I think Succession might be. It's it's weird to say this because I'm living through it now, and I I, I remember living through Six Feet Under and, and feeling the same way as I do now. But it's certainly in that top three, top four show for me of all time. Give me your other top two, three, four shows, and is it the best, or or is it too hard to make that decision? It's you know it it is the best because it's what's happening right now. Like right. things things you know, uh, television evolves. Um, Sopranos for me mm-hmm. was kind of the OG. Uh, it, it it's so amazing uh, and mind blowing. Uh, and, and you know, it's like it's like it's like listening to the Beatles now, which yeah. I do, and I'm like, whatever, it's fine. Uh, you know, and at the time they yeah. were doing something that hadn't been done. So Sopranos was you know not TV. It was HBO. Right. Um, And it was it was the first to kind of take that long family saga down the road that we all enjoy so much. So there's Sopranos. There's Breaking Bad. You know, and I didn't watch I I didn't watch all of Better Call Saul, but it was pretty fucking good, too. Yeah. Um, I didn't get into it. I tried. It just wasn't happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I I was and then I so maybe who knows. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely 6 feet under. Absolutely. Was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Oh. Um I know we're oh fitting forget Homeland I thought was fantastic. I mean, there were a couple seasons in there that I thought weren't very good, but I loved for 10 seasons. Um I thought Homeland was Brilliant television. I, I, I love that. I didn't I never saw Homeland. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's you know, Claire Danes does her annoying Claire Danes thing, but gosh, it is incredible. There's a couple seasons in the middle, eh, but wow. I, I would one day check that out. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, and I've heard uh, also that the Americans is great, which I've never I, seen. I Have really you? loved it, but then I got bored with it. To me, it, it okay. just yeah, I couldn't hold on to it. Yeah. Well. Well. Um. No, there's one that's that's I can't. <laughs> I'm having tongue. one of those moments where it's like a show that I love and I can't think of the yeah. name of it. This is the onset of old age. <laughs> um. You know the one about the advertising. Oh, agency. Mad Men. Mad Men. Mad Men. Yeah. That's, I was super into Mad Men. That's on everybody's list. I haven't even watched it, but that's on everybody's list. Also. You should check it out. It's good. Well, that's Polly. Don't say goodbye, but this is the conclusion of episode 234. 
Um, I'll just say adieu. <laughs> How do you pronounce that? Say that again. Adieu. 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 Episode 234, Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral. <laughs> if you enjoy the show, you know the drill. Um, like it on iTunes, share it with your friends. We'll be back with episode 235 uh, momentarily. Thanks, Polly. I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.